Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Repost Exchange podcast. You're here with me, Jazz Robinson from the Repost Exchange team. It's nice to see you for this, the final episode of 2023. In this episode, I'm handing the reins over to you, the Repost Exchange members. We'll be playing some of the tracks which spent the most days in number one in the Repost Exchange genre charts, and also an exclusive interview with the co-host of the DIY Musicians podcast and Head of Artist Development and Education at BandLab, Kevin Bruner. We had a really great chat about the state of the music business in 2023 and what that means for you folks, independent artists. Starting us off today, this track spent the most days in number one in the Repost Exchange Top 10 and Hip Hop and Urban Charts. This is Uno Jones with Glock 19. Hey Jazz, it's Alex Couts from Dallas, Texas, recently relocated to New Braunfels, Texas, and I make alternative pop music. I just wanted to say thank you for helping me succeed with Repost Exchange's help this year, getting my music out there to all the other artists on the platform. I've made some really valuable connections, like my uh, collaboration with Freelantic, it's called Roomba. So I just wanted to say thank you and Happy New Year. Hope you are doing well, and thanks for having me back on the podcast. 
Hi everyone, my name is Jolanda Polanco, a techno DJ and producer in Orlando, Florida. Just wanted to say how much I love Repost Exchange. They've helped me reach many more listeners over the years, and I've discovered many talented artists and great people on the platform. I love to make DJ mixes for SoundCloud, and Repost Exchange has helped me find regular listeners that enjoy the tracks as much as I do. A big thanks to the Repost Exchange team for everything they do. Howdy there, this is King David. I am from Houston, Texas, and the type of music that I make I would say it's like on the lines of horrorcore, trap metal, alternative hip-hop. One thing Repost Exchange has done so fucking good for me is like I'm able to get feedback on a song. So when you get that feedback and you you see how people uh, receive your song, that'll kind of give you an idea of what you need to do in terms of promoting. Also, not only that, you are making uh, fans, you are getting fans and making connections because people who do fuck with you, they'll stay. If they really fuck with you, they'll stay. So that also helped because I made a shit ton of friends uh, through this app. Hey there, I'm SpaceCast, your electronic sound cosmonaut, navigating the sonic universe with pulsating beats and intergalactic melodies. Thanks for all the love on my track, the Terminator track. Here it is. Enjoy.
So that was Space Cat, the Terminator trap, which spent 15 days as number one in the Re-X underground chart. Absolutely lovely stuff. Don't forget to tag Repost Exchange in your Instagram posts and stories for a chance to get featured. Make sure to leave a comment or rating on the Apple Podcasts app and let us know what you think of the show. And now it's time to join Toby to see what's going on in the Repost Exchange chart as of the 21st of December 2023. Re-X chart. At number 10, it's Augie Feel the Beat with Chill Project. 10. At number 9, it's Light Voyage with Heartbreak Kids. And at number eight, it's Grub 42 with Clueless. Eight. At number seven, it's Cronell with Can't Complain. And at number six, it's Frank Sola with Oscillation. Revenock with Dead or Alive 2. And at number four, it's Dice with Switches in Action. Remember them days, it was a different type of tactics, making sure the recorders answered the beep and posted on the block, pockets full of room, taking them back to switches in action. Remember them days, it was a different type of tactics, making sure the recorders answered the beep and posted on the block, pockets full of room. Number three, CL's MWP is socially distant. Friends for friends, ain't trying to serve you when you only got ten. Ain't giving out turkey, might get a Cornish in. Plan A, plan B, and plan B aboard again. I done cried a couple times, I won't do that shit again. Put it. At number two, it's Brandon from Addison with Cult Fiction. Too much, too much, too much. Ain't much to love right now, so try not to feel too much. Ain't much to love right now. And in at number one, it's DJ Shabooks with Set Apart. Next up is part one of my interview with Kevin Bruner from the Grammy-nominated band Small Town Poets. 
He's also the co-host of the DIY Musicians podcast and after 17 years at CD Baby is now the head of artist development and education at BandLab. He stopped by to chat with me about AI, Spotify playlisting, TikTok and loads more. So you're the first person I've actually spoken to who isn't a member of our platform. Oh, okay. So you, you've got the special... <laughs> <laughs> you're the special person you're our special celebrity guest star uh, thank you <laughs> there's always a challenge for the music industry that's like just around the corner and the music industry has managed to survive um the most recent one is like artificial intelligence do you mm-hmm. think it's like an opportunity or a challenge or how do you think that's gonna go uh well, I, I think it's both an opportunity and a challenge. The opportunity is it, it's, it's very useful for artists, you know, to there's a lot of things that help speed up some of the mundane work that we end up having to do to manage our careers. In fact, I've been using it to help write bios. Uh, I was working with a Canadian artist and I was using it to help write a grant uh, for one of the, you know, they have lots of grants in Canada for artists. Oh, like a grant application. Yes. So a lot of those things, it's very helpful for to help create, um, speed up some of the workflow of things that aren't making music and aren't creative. And it can do a lot of things that um, like build websites for you, all sorts of things. I've, I've been diving in some. I would still consider myself a novice, but I have been experimenting with it. Um, and I know they can, it can do amazing things. On the flip side, you know, I think there's concern that there will be just this endless supply of uh, just fabricated music that doesn't sound very good, that will just flood the market. So I, mean, I know that there's one AI music creation platform that was bragging that they've already made a million tracks. I thought it was a million, maybe Ooh. 10 million. It was a lot. It, a lot. It, came, it came down to like they were cranking out almost 50,000 tracks a day. So um, it might have been 10 million because that would add up fast. Uh, so those types of things are out there. And I don't think that AI is going to eliminate the need for artists or creative people. Um, I think to me, the, the most immediate threat is just more music that is just mediocre, just flooding the market. Yeah, because it's already hard enough, I think, anyway, for independent artists to stand out, um, particularly when there's kind of so much for you to do apart from making music, making good music, and then there's all of that around the sort of the admin side of, of being an independent artist. Yeah. So you were in the Grammy-nominated band Small Time Poets. Yes. Which is very impressive i must say um my favorite track of yours is everything i hate kind of multi-tonal and and positive and yeah it's a good track um the funny thing about that song is uh when we were in the studio recording that album the the label said that that song would never get played on radio because (laughs) um because of the the lyric saying having the word hate and it says i'm into everything i hate and i should also say that our market was the christian market so yeah uh, they're like they're not going to play that song there happened to be a demo version of that song that this independent label had 
they, they, they had put out this big compilation album of a bunch of independent artists. And this was in the mid-90s. Things were very different. There was no distributors like CD Baby or there was no platform like SoundCloud. You just you could not get your music out anywhere without a label or somebody with means to do so. So this independent label out of Atlanta, Georgia, which is where the band was based, had put out this compilation album of all these independent bands from Georgia. And there was this demo of that song on there. And for whatever reason, all the radio stations started playing it. Um, and this was after we had recorded our album, but before it came out. So they had already had a plan for what would be the debut single, but all these radio stations about two months before our album was supposed to come out, um, started playing that song and it, it was, uh, actually started charting. And so <laughs> they scrambled to swap out the demo version for the album version and uh, the song <laughs> song made it into the top five. Had it been coordinated, it would have gone number one. But yes. some of the stations had been playing the demo version in heavy rotation for so long that they're like, we just can't keep this in heavy rotation anymore. So yeah. a song going number one is not just about exposure. It's, it's about timing as well. And we had way more than the exposure of a song that would have gone number one, but just the timing of all the stations was off because some of them had been playing that demo version. So it was just a funny story about how a label thinks they know what the market is <laughs> and, and missed so badly and so much so that they had to put out the song that they said radio would never play because the radio stations were playing the demo version in heavy rotation. Amazing. And it was like the first track, the yes. first release from the album as well. Yes, yes. I had that moment. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, That Thing You Do. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it's a classic. You got to go see it. That anyway, Thing You Do. Who's in it? Tom Hanks. It's got a lot of great music in it. It's about this fictitious band from the uh, fictional band from the, the 60s. And it's just a great story. Anyway, there's this scene in the movie where they hear themselves on the radio for the first time and they freak out. I had the mm -hmm. exact same experience. I went into my car turned on my car and our song was on the radio and I was like freaking out, ran inside to call the guys. <laughs> it's on the radio. Because it, again, it wasn't supposed to be on the radio, um, but it was showing up everywhere. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a fun experience. Yeah, I bet. But yeah, the, the landscape has changed so much since when yes. you started. Like I do some work, I have a small record label with some friends and we've got distribution through Cargo Records in the UK. Mm -hmm. I think in the US it's Red Eye or Red... Yeah, yeah. Red Eye. Red Eye. Um, I still, one of the things that like I've struggled with uh, but working with like independent artists is finding playlists that are... or getting play, getting playlisted without getting bot traffic. What else do you think independent artists can be doing to get playlisted on big Spotify playlists? And do you think they should be focusing in that, on that? Uh, I mean, it, it depends. Uh, I, as far as what artists should be doing to get on big playlists, uh, I think, I think we may be past the, the, um, the playlist era to some degree. Um, I hear less and less artists popping up on big playlists or that it, makes or breaks anything for them obviously yes it helps if you get on a big playlist yes you're going to get plays but i think what a lot of artists um 
are realizing is there's a difference between getting plays on Spotify and actually building fans.、Mm-hmm. And so,、um, most of the playlists on Spotify, the big ones, you're gonna, unless you know, you,、uh, an editor randomly finds your stuff, or maybe you're in a band that has a lot of buzz and, and then, you know, they might, you might be on their radar. But by and large, most of the playlists, the big ones, how it works is, You're building sort of a groundswell and you start popping up on all these algorithmically generated playlists. Spotify, the last、uh, number I saw them quote was that they had close to 7,000 branded playlists. Now, probably only a couple hundred of those are actually managed by editors. So all、yeah. the other ones are just generated by certain metrics and activity. And,、um, and, For a while, my band was benefiting from that as well、uh, until they changed the algorithm. <laughs> yeah. And then、uh, there used to be a New Music Friday playlist、yeah. uh, for the Christian market. They had the big New Music Friday one that's massive, and getting on that's insane. Yeah. yeah. Then they had one for each genre. I figured out that as long as you had 500 monthly、uh, listeners and were listed in that genre for that, the, the Christian one, We would pop up on that playlist regardless. And we'd get about five or six thousand streams before, you know, because it'd be near the bottom. It would, it would get about five or six thousand streams in the seven days that it'd be on there because it, it would change out weekly. And it's like, it was helpful, but it's not like we built any fans from it. But so a lot of the playlists, it's like you start popping up on those. And then as those generate more activity for you and people are saving it, people are liking the track. Then you start to bubble up on the radar of the bigger and bigger and bigger playlist. So, a lot of that is in play.、Uh, and I think a lot of people have tried to game the system, and they've Spotify has put an end to a lot of that、um, where people are trying, you know, get fake traffic. Or,、um, you know, one of the things that, that's not fraud that artists can do but isn't helpful that I've experienced is some of these pitching services that. Um, legitimate pitching services, they might get you on a playlist. But, like, for example, my band one time we released a single and it, I was put on a 80s playlist. Well, this track was released in 2018. Why are we on an 80s playlist? And it was this playlist of like all these big rock 80s hits. And then there's our track. Yes, we got some streams.、Um, But did we make any new fans? No, because people listening to an 80s playlist are not wanting to hear some independent band that released a track in 2018、mm-hmm. in their playlist. They probably were skipping it. In fact, it was probably damaging our track because the data that Spotify was collecting would be hey, people are skipping this track. People don't like、yeah. this track. Let's push it, it down. Yeah. And it's because it's in the wrong spot, you know. It's、mm-hmm. not supposed to be in that context. So, there's a lot, I think, in the playlist world that has developed and changed since all the hysteria around playlisting that some of the shine is off of it. It's still incredibly useful and helpful and great when you can get on a playlist. Tune in later in the show for part two of my interview with Kevin Bruner. But for now, some more music. Here's Nomax with New Day, which spent 10 days at number one in our Best of the Rest chart.
my name's Ultra Echo and I predominantly make hip-hop music, although I also enjoy some indie from time to time. And there's been many ways in which Repost Exchange has helped me as an artist, um, as an emerging musician who is short in self-confidence and unsure of myself. The feedback feature of SoundCloud is invaluable in helping to build confidence and repost exchange as part of that since it helps to foster positive feedback and helps you gain exposure and genuine listeners which is a huge asset to someone starting out hello repost exchange i'm augie velarde and i'm a peruvian artist based in Miami, Florida. I always appreciate Repos Exchange for supporting my work. With the help of Repos Exchange, I was able to get over a hundred reposts. And it was also near the time that I reached the milestone of, of having 2000 followers. I remember that was a very motivational time for me in my uh, career starting out. So yeah, Repos Exchange is a special place in my heart for sure. Gracias to my friends at Repos Exchange. What's up, y'all? This is Terrible Calm Beats from Los Angeles, California. I make lo-fi hip-hop and alternative hip-hop beats, chill-hop music. So since joining Repulse Exchange, I've gained a bunch of new followers. I get a ton of positive feedback, and I've been able to collaborate with a bunch of dope artists. But yeah, if I had to give advice to someone just getting started out on Repulse Exchange, it would be uh, reach out and uh, get to know some of the artists on the platform because it's a really, really dope, dope community with a lot of talented artists too, like um, Hoodie Loops, uh, Da Vinci Co, Augie Feel the Beat. Now, if you don't know who Augie is, just check the top 10 list and he's most likely gonna be there.
So that was OG Feel the Beat with Fourth Only. Thank you to Terrible Calm Beats for the introduction. For anyone listening who might be wondering what Repost Exchange is all about, it's a way for artists to grow their SoundCloud engagement organically, a way to meet and network with others and increase engagement on their tracks. The Repost Exchange community now has over 400,000 SoundCloud artists, labels and channels. Reposts via ReX are reaching over 30 million people every day. It's completely free to sign up at repostexchange.com or you can search Repost Exchange on the app or Play Store. As promised, we have a special treat for you. If you use the code CLASSOF23, it will unlock either a discount or free credits for you. That code again is CLASSOF23, all in capital letters with the number 23 at the end. Make sure to tune into future Repost Exchange podcasts for exclusive offers, announcements, discounts, and free codes. Up next is part two of my interview with Kevin Bruner. I don't know. What do you think about whole TikTok for marketing? I know I s- sometimes when I talk to people, they're like, I, I want to blow up on TikTok. Like, that's my goal. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, we need, a- we need to work back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, like any platform, there's some benefits to using it and there's some things to be aware of. Uh, first thing to be aware of with TikTok is that they are evolving probably at the quickest pace that any social network that we've, you know, popular social network to date. Meaning what worked two months ago may not work today. And uh, I I went through some uh, TikTok marketing training courses recently, and there was a video from TikTok that they showed where they're, uh, you know, there's some things that happen on the platform, like a lot of the trends and things that they're saying, saying you could do that. But if you're trying to build an audience that can actually damage your profile because you don't want a lot of followers that are there because you jumped on some trend video. You want a bunch of followers because they like what you do. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was that was from the spring. That was sort of a sit and they were talking about they were evolving the algorithm to me with some other things that I've seen, like them advertising on massive sporting events and things like that. TikTok has been signals to me that they're trying to shift to be more of a mainstream platform that all generations get on and understand. And so they were in the growth phase where they were really capitalizing on that youth culture stuff, but now they're trying to be a platform for everyone. And with that always comes change. With every social network, there's always been these periods where, oh, this is really cool. And then they take that feature away or they change it. Happened with Facebook, happened with Instagram, still happens with those platforms. It's happened, yeah, it it'll does. happen with, it's it's happening with TikTok and, and it happens with any social network because these are free things. And then they try to figure out, they get users and they try to figure out how to monetize it. So with TikTok, there's a lot of change happening. Um, And so I think it's important to understand uh, how to use the platform so it actually does something for you. Uh, When TikTok first popped up, I would talk to artists and it was still sort of the Wild West on TikTok. And they're like, hey, I'm getting an enormous amount of views for me doing these stupid human tricks. It does nothing for my music. And I'm like, well, that's not marketing your music then. Being on a social network and wasting all your time is is not music marketing. Yeah. It's only marketing if it has a positive impact on your music career. And if it's not, then maybe you're just wasting your time. Um, I think one of the challenges with these platforms and, you know, with any artist, if you have 
a big social following, you should always be thinking about how do I get these fans off this platform and own the relationship? Not meaning they leave the platform, but that you own the contact information. Um, here in the States, there's a lot of discussion about banning TikTok. It, it was headlines yesterday about it. That And uh, I recently interviewed an artist that um, for our podcast that has uh, close to 1.2 million followers on TikTok. And I watched her when I started following her. Uh, she's an artist here in town. She um, she only had 2,000 followers. And, uh, and because of her music and what she was doing musically on the platform, she uh, exploded. And so it was all around the music. But then I was talking to her and said, how have you been able to leverage this into streams, into revenue, into other things? And she's like, I really haven't. And <laughs> that's where I need help. Yeah. Um, and so if TikTok went away, all those fans would be gone. I mean, just mm-hmm. gone. That reach and all that uh, opportunity, because what she has been able to do is make money off of brand partnerships. So yeah. brands have her feature stuff but at the same time for artists on these platforms it's like if you're not actively engaging your fans in a way that they give you your email address or move off that platform where you can own the relationship you're just building up that platform's audience so um i think that's really important more so than ever not just because of tiktok could get banned or you know twitter's had some ups and downs it's that platforms go out of style people stop using them or they start making you pay to reach your audience that's what facebook did so if you don't have a plan to get own that relationship whether it be an email address or a phone number um so you can text then you're you're could be out of luck you could wake up one day and all your fans are gone yeah (laughs) which brings it back to kind of full circle about you know I remember going to gigs with mailing lists and people would write down their email addresses and their phone numbers and collecting collecting fans like that. Yeah, yeah, and there's some great tools to do that easier. I, I think a great way, um, if you're an artist uh, playing shows, like having uh, using QR codes to just people point their phone at it, you can even put it on the screen uh, you know, if you if you're playing shows where there's a screen and you're able to use it, you can put it on there while the set change is happening, or like just sign up on our list, point your phone here, um, yeah, or even sell merch. I was at a Guns and Roses show on this tour that they're on, and the set changeover was like 45 minutes, and I was just sitting there bored out of my mind. But they kept flashing this QR code up there, and I pointed my phone up there and bought a T-shirt while I was sitting there bored. Oh, so fab. there's there's things like that that make it easier. Um, for artists to collect that info, um, you know, so they don't have to write it on a piece of paper and then you're fig- trying to figure out how they, you know, can't read their writing later on. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a very important point. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thank you for letting us lean into your wealth of knowledge on <laughs> the music industry. Well, you have a good day. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is Benjamin Stahl speaking. I'm a techno producer and DJ from Finsterwalde, uh, Germany. Thanks, Repost Exchange, for having me in 23 for your podcast. It was a great pleasure for me. 
and thank everyone who supported me on Repost Exchange. When I started using Repost Exchange, April Revolution from Portugal approached me to remix one of his tracks. And then I decided on a remix for his uh, Scientifical Inner Journey. So after three months I finished the track and uh, we made an exchange. So April Revolution uh, made a remix for my uh, track Tales of Darkness. So one thing led to another and I'm also currently playing one of his tracks in my sets.
That was Benjamin Style with Tales of Darkness, the April Revolution remix. You can catch my interview with Benjamin Style in episode 77 of the Rex podcast, available to stream right now on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. Hi, I'm Light Girl, a DJ and producer from North London, England. I play mainly house and techno. Reposted exchanges definitely helped uh, my overall career growth. Um, it's got me a lot more interaction, comments on my tracks, people liking my tracks. I've definitely gained loads more followers and um, this just generally helped me grow on SoundCloud and um, in turn on other platforms too. Hey, what's up guys? Nick Ray here. I've been using Repost Exchange for a couple years now. It's helped me tremendously in growth on SoundCloud. Uh, it's put me in touch with a lot of creative artists and, and collaborative uh, people that I could work with on my music. It offers a, a vast plethora of other like-minded creative individuals that uh, help each other by giving each other advices on their work, being a part of a, a bigger picture for everyone. Um, one big success story I've had over the year. Um, I got to work with and met a producer named JC Flores from San Antonio, which he did a remix of my song, Something More. And that that went very well. And because of that, I've, lay, I've, I've gained a lifelong friend and composer relationship with JC and he does phenomenal work. And uh, once again, guys, uh, Repost Exchange, I highly recommend checking them out and, and using them. Thank you so much. Hello, my name is Snacko. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And the kind of music that I make, honestly, I make all types of music uh, that ranges from hip hop to R&B, pop. I even dabble with EDM music that has been unreleased, country, rock, all types of genres. <laughs> um, through Repost Exchange, I, I've gotten like my first real strong core like fan base on SoundCloud, I would say. Um, it really helped me with getting the numbers that I needed and the, the listeners that I wanted to get because the people on there, they're very, very supportive and, you know, very honest about what they like. Thank you so much for having me on Repost Exchange. It's been so, so good. Love you. Yo, what's up, guys? The real JTW. I'm coming from Utah in the United States. Uh, uh, my main focus musically is uh, spreading awareness on mental health. Uh, I want to thank Repost Exchange. You guys have helped me uh, not only grow my fan base, but also I've collabed with lots of artists around Repost Exchange. Some of those artists being as G-Wiz, Awoken Boy Wonder, Ghost OG, and many others. want to thank y'all. Thanks guys for your kind voice notes. We truly, truly appreciate you. And that's nearly all from me. You can come and find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, X and Threads. I want to thank Kevin Bruner and all of the Repost Exchange members for letting me play their tracks. Thanks also to the legend that is Toby for his excellent production work. But most of all, I want to thank you for listening. For the last track of the show, I'm going to hand you over to my boy, Kay Fitz. And this is me, Jazz, at Repost Exchange, signing off. Hope you have a great holiday break and we'll see you in the new year to 2024. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kay Fitz. I'm from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Living in Philly now, though. Type of music I make, I'd say alternative hip hop. So Repost Exchange definitely jump-started my career, honestly, because that's 
where all my music was only on SoundCloud at first, and uh, I didn't know how to share it. Like I didn't, all I was doing was sending Facebook messages to my friends and spamming people, and I didn't want to annoy everybody I knew, you know. So this made it perfect to be able to send it to people that I knew would would want to hear it. You know, they're looking for music. Crazy uh, the amount of people I've been able to reach through through Repost Exchange's uh, platform. So super thankful. Best artist on Repost Exchange by far, Austin Fox. <laughs> I'm biased. That's my boy. He's the one that told me about it. But yeah, nah, a lot of dope artists on there. So I feel like you can't go wrong. Like you go on there, you're probably gonna find somebody dope. So yeah, peace out. Stay your brother, keep he might get you out that sand. Mine feels way across the land. I told him, yes, I can. It's more or less the plan to start talking with these hands. Y'all quick for the steal, yo. Y'all must be beat a pair. So the same, like, keep it so airtight. Really real, rare sight. But he feel fair fight. Nah, nah. Bear stripes required through the glare light. Knowledge we can share, right? Level through the airstrike. Prayers to the almighty. Thankful for the call, mic. Nemesis and all white. Minister the cause, spike. Premises get off hype. Yo, 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 yo. I'm out. Wow, wow. Thankful for the teachings. Hear them now. I'm off the leash and foul. Stop reaching. We do this for the culture. Stop the white man trying to thieve the A. Smothering the pleated case. Fumbling the cream and lay. Humble me in any way. I've learned to keep my distance. Working with you guys. Stop blabbing about your business. Unless it's plots about your business. Profits for the business. Margins be relentless. Arbor in the trenches. Real shit. Real shit. Real shit. One game. You in the blinds like you done seen the fortress. He the shortest. Niggas want to smoke. It's like the green on forest. Seems important. Self approval. Never need the reassurance. Re extorted. Life should shake. business. How could we afford it? Where the fuck you going? Wait. Shit. Nah, bro, bro. If I push this button, I put these pussies in slow mo. Oh. Uh.